1: This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host.
2: Buenos noches, Americanos.
3: Whoa, sí. Buenos nachos.
2: Uh, welcome, Masonic Light Podcast, episode 149.
3: Ooh, 149. 149. Only one more to go. Yeah. Wait. Wow. Yeah. Until so, another number. <laughs> we,
2: if for some of you may know, we did a little pregame here. Uh, we did a little Facebook Live, which you could probably find on our Facebook page. It wasn't really that exciting, but.
3: I was deeply moved.
2: Pete. We had three of us here and uh, nothing better to do. A thousand online join us. So, yeah, we reached out. Uh Larry, uh, um oh Larry is with us tonight. Larry he's with is us with remotely. Us. Yeah. Hello Larry.
4: Hey uh, slowly, slowly improving. So uh Larry, tell us um, Larry, tell us why
2: a, you're home and not here. He's a disembodied voice. It's kind of weird.
4: What 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 did you say, Pete?
2: Tell us why you're not in the studio and why you're home.
4: Okay, all right. Well uh, a few weeks ago I had an incident with my back, ended up going uh, to the doctor's the specialist and found out that my vertebrae are compressing. I'm losing the padding in between each vertebrae on on three of them, and I realized I had a lot of pain, could barely walk, uh, could even lay in bed. I had to sleep in a lazy boy for like two weeks. So they they said they've sent me to the therapy. They've given me medication. Are they going to put
2: you in the rack and try and stretch you? Or
4: uh, no, not quite. But there's gravity boots. Other ways. <laughs> I am more. I am more sore now with every muscle in my body than my back. That, to tell you what they're doing to me, and uh, I see the the uh, the specialist in uh, in January, but that's not the best of it. The best of it is the battery in my chest, my pacemaker, that's beginning to go sour. So on the seventh of
3: December. Oh well, that ooh. explains a lot. Yeah. A, okay. A new,
4: a new battery. Uh, it's Wi-Fi. It'll have Alexa on it. I mean, the whole works.
3: According to the Gap Lighthouse, you can throw that battery yeah, in, the, in the bay oh, now.
4: I can yeah. get directions.
3: I yeah, if that.
2: you just throw that battery, you should throw the battery in the ocean. Number one, it's legal.
3: And number <laughs> two, um, it helps keep the fish warm. The opinions of this podcast
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. are not... <laughs> exactly. So, Larry, can you get them to just tack on, like, two electrodes so we can, like, charge you at night like a cell phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so we're getting. Yeah, no. We're gonna get him a wireless charger mattress. Uh, yeah. There you go. Oh. <laughs>
4: uh, actually, actually, actually. Charging seat. Right. If anybody ever got the code to my to my uh, pacemaker? And you did a remote. One, I, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> it's serious. Damn, Damn it!
1: How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Finish your story, Larry.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, so so anyway, that's that's what's <laughs> been happening in this end up. Uh, I'm finally able to sleep in bed for about five hours now and well just so you know
2: um, the Sturgeon General at the Gap Lighthouse says uh, if you need it they can um, they can leach some of your blood out and help remove the humors um, or if you have any ghosts in your blood where they can prescribe some medicinal cocaine
4: for you
3: as opposed to that cornbread stuff, that yeah, you're, uh, cornbread sandwiches that you're having now. Well,
4: well I'm not going to plug anything, but I'm going to tell you that cornbread gummies are very, very
2: cornbread.
3: That's you know, cornbread, yeah, gummies. cornbread. gummies. Are
2: you going to breakfast tomorrow? I'm going to have
3: grits myself. I don't know. Are, are you know. too I, ill for? I, uh, I, I eat dinner. a few of them
4: every night, and I tell you, I sleep great. Right um,
3: did he not less than 45 seconds ago say that he can't sleep? Right. <laughs> okay. Thank you very
1: much. I, now 45 I mean, seconds. Just, <laughs> that was before. <laughs> I just got the
4: stuff on Saturday.
1: Ah. Loopholes, And it was Larry. so
4: good. I, I did the buy one, get one free just a couple of days ago. Oh, so. ah, jeez. Fucking up, guys.
2: Well, you know, we have a pharmacist on staff that uh, might be able to get you something a little stronger.
4: Oh, well, that's a possibility. That, that might be necessary somewhere down along the line.
1: I'm <laughs> so, are a, you going to breakfast tomorrow?
4: Breakfast tomorrow? I, I don't. I don't know for sure.
2: No.
0: Oh, okay. All
1: right, uh,
2: Josh. Have you been up to anything uh, besides fixing our show? Nope. Well done. Thank you, uh, Jack. What have you been up to masonically?
3: Uh, what have I been up to masonically? I don't remember, honestly. I missed Grotto. I missed Beersheba. I was I've been doing family stuff. It's you know, we your post today that we're gonna talk about a little bit later on. Sometimes you gotta pump the brakes. You and found the lost Masonic word. I did, I did. So yeah, it hasn't hasn't been a lot of that. I'm just meeting with the candidate. Um, we have a new guy coming in, he's gonna get his second degree, his fellow craft on the sixth. Here at Efforta Lodge. And then I think we're doing a courtesy first degree for someone else. But I'm not sure who. So it'll be two degrees that night. Um, courtesy flush? A courtesy flush, yes. That's before the real flush. But the, yeah, that's it. Just kind of. Tim, you've got your list out. What have, you got, what have you been up to?
1: Actually, since we last recorded just a handful of things, all of pretty good significance, the uh, The Big Valley of uh, Harrisburg held our reunion uh, had a really good uh, turnout, had good from both uh, candidates and from members. Uh, did some really cool things uh, with that. Um, my uh, council, Harrisburg Council Number Seven, met. Um, and we had a. How was that turnout? Well, it, not as good as the uh, Scottish <laughs> Rite, uh, but we had a great program from uh, a member who works with a group on, of veterans working on a project in the Harrisburg area for veterans that are homeless. Um, and so that was really informative. Um, if you want information on that, ping us on the, on the Facebook page, and I'll get that to you. And then I did go to Grotto. Uh, I was one of, I think, 15 Not or 16 enough. people yeah. uh, that showed up. Uh, it, was a, it was the shortest meeting in the history of Grotto. But um, we had pregame cigars and some good John Wright meat, and all was well.
2: I was one of uh, nine officers from the Valley, the Valley of Reading, that uh, attended the Big Valley and Harrisburg's reunion, and I will say that they did an excellent, excellent job. Um, and and uh, I mean this with total respect. They do some of the best degree work and have some of the best sets and lighting that you'll ever see in Scottish Rite. So uh, I would recommend you to go to Valley Harrisburg if you ever want to see a degree, get a get your passport stamped. Um, they do a really good job with the degree work. Um, and our our Valley of Reading, we're usually the same day, but due to uh, an arsonist, w- we were free that day. So a bunch <laughs> of us came down. Um,
3: How's the recovery coming for that?
2: So the big hold-up um, was we had a proprietary alarm panel with our alarm company. And they were not able to replace it for another,
3: like, six months or a year. It was like... Oh, how nice. So you used, like, plywood as a <clears throat>
2: So, yeah. So, like, you're kind of like, management? okay, well, you know, you can't really fly under the radar when you have a children's school in your building... And, right. and not run an alarm system so uh, we uh, we stepped out on our alarm company and went to a new alarm company <gasps> and Change. we have a non-proprietary system so that um, if the alarm ca- and you know these guys came in in two weeks so I think we're just waiting now for um, just some final painting and ceiling tiles and I think we're ready to reopen awesome Valley. So it'll definitely be open by January. I think everything will be done sometime in December, though. Good, good. And get back to business. Um, Mainly, the Valley of Reading has been my focus. I mean, it's a part-time job. It's like 20, 25 hours a week, but all the ancillary things like the breakfasts and the dinner, clubs, dinners, and things like that. So besides being a great opportunity to help serve the fraternity – it's really helped me focus and have a legitimate excuse to pull back from everything else Mm. because I was completely overwhelmed. And we'll talk about that in our post. you know, being a member of so many organizations and feeling just like I'm drowning. If I don't go to everything or if I hear there's only like nine people showed up at my council meeting, then I feel like I'm, I'm a bad member for not showing up. But I had to pick a team And, uh, you know, Scottish Right seems like we'll see if it's a good plan, but they actually have a plan. I don't know a lot of bodies out there that actually have a five or a 10 or a long term plan. But uh, Scottish Right kind of does. And I'm going to jump on the ship and see if uh, our leadership is good. It's a good plan.
3: A plan is only a plan and it's only as good as the enthusiasm for the people that have to execute.
2: Right. So, and if, the, if uh, so. you can
3: get them, you know, into the plan and and on board and all that, that that then the plan can't
1: fail. And so. go beyond the plan and check in every now and then and see how yeah. we're doing yeah. and adjust. Assess. assess, assess and adjust. That's yep. the
4: key. Jason, earlier earlier this week, I talked to Pete about talking about our plan for Henderson. What plan? We don't plan.
2: It's it's obvious by our membership and attendance, Larry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: We just said the word plan 16 freaking times. Right.
2: All right. So I guess that covers everybody. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Oh, wait a minute, Tim. Who who pays for our show?
1: Oh, yes. Our listeners who contribute (laughs) through Patreon. Boy, do they pay. -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and boy, do they pay. Not only do they listen to this stuff. And uh, we never spend it. We keep telling
2: Josh to buy the equipment we need. Yeah. And uh, we keep earning that. Point zero zero one percent.
1: Yeah, seventeen cents interest on. Gosh, just secretly buying an island. Right. So just, anyway, just so, know that we're we're really protective with your money because yeah. we don't spend it. Our our uh, our patrons on Patreon, uh, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, and for as little, I'm waiting for Jack to get back to his microphone. For as little as uh, one dollar a month. One damn dollar. There a you buck.
2: go. Uno cerveza.
1: There you go. For as little as a dollar a month, you can continue to add to our coffers and uh, help us uh, uh, put on this content. So go to patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast. We'll be right back.
4: Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning, to materials, to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience, second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate Or visit us at georgejgrove.com.
2: So welcome back, everybody. So weird thing, when we came in tonight to the studio, um, turn the lights on, it's a little cold, we start grabbing uh, some of these portable space heaters, and we noticed a challenge coin sitting in the middle of the room.
1: You might tell them we have a collection of challenge coins on our mantle.
2: Yeah, so I mean, like one of like a bunch. See our website. So anyway, I pick it up, and I look down, I'm like, oh my goodness. Tim, is this the past, ma- past Grandmaster that you just posted about yesterday
1: and that yes, just passed away? Yes, it was. And, George H. Hohenschel.
2: Yeah. So Grandmaster of Pennsylvania in 94 to 95. And uh, I don't know how to read into this, but there was one challenge coin in the middle of the floor. It was his.
1: So I don't know whether his... I guess Spirit was stopping by for a visit on his way out.
3: Or right, we'll leave it. No, at that. he wanted an interview, and we weren't. Calling.
1: We weren't calling him for an interview, and so yeah. so we should have an interview with him. Hey, no, hey, no. Are you? well, he fair. was a, he was a really good guy. I, I tell you, he was. Uh, we we've lost two this year. That uh, uh, I noticed there was in in the picture of him
3: on the Grand Lodge Facebook page. Uh-huh. He's holding something in his hands, and it looks like I that updated. trifold fold brochure. What, did he do the? Friend of friends. The friend. Yes, he did. He did. Okay. He was okay. Responsible that was for the his program, and yes. and and just if anybody is traveling to the Grand Lodge, his his picture, his portrait in the Grand Lodge Hall, he's actually holding that that little trifold brochure in his in his so lap. Cool. It's kind of wild.
2: Well, farewell, my brother. It's. Uh...
3: Yeah.
2: All right. So we'll get on with our show. And uh, so I made a post on Facebook randomly this week. And I just said an unpopular opinion. Um I had a couple of brothers mention this to me over the past couple of weeks. Like they all remember when they joined like twenty five or thirty years ago, at least in Pennsylvania, that summers were called off from labor. So you really didn't do anything in July and August. And there was really never anything official on a Sunday. Um, and you know, some different brothers made some good points. Um, you know, about the 24-inch inch gauge and how we don't use it properly anymore and
1: mm-hmm.
2: things like that. And it started up a discussion. So, Tim, what did you think? Or,
1: Well, I mean, I, I certainly understand the unpopular opinion. Um, actually, my retort to it was that we forget the true lost Masonic word no, um, and we easily accept things into our calendars that do, in fact, overwhelm us. And so... Part of it is just being able to plan, as we talked about earlier, and frankly, being able to say no occasionally when we need to. Um, Jack, I thought, had (laughs) another perspective that was really good. Uh, They they call me Thread Killer. Thread Killer, So
3: if I ever post on a thread that you've put up that you're particularly proud of, um, forget it. It's dead after I post. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... (laughs) You can so, so hear yeah. the brakes squealing and crashing. Them and yeah, and your, your, your retort made me, <laughs> made
2: me pause and reflect. So, so what was your opinion so on that? So, what
3: I said was to the four to 12 Masons who are members of different lodges any given all lodge. over the place, you know, it's really busy for those guys, but for the other 92%, they're just fine. They're not overworked at all. So it's, it's, it, they're not know.
2: stressing about the Sunday meetings they're not going to because they're not going they're, they're anyway. Not going.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah. So it, you know, kind of that's how it is. It's, you know, there's in everybody, and we all know this. I mean, in, in everybody, uh, if you're a member of 15 different Masonic bodies, you'll go there and you'll see, I, I guarantee you'll see five guys that are in at least eight other bodies with you mm-hmm. because you guys are involved in everything. And I get that, and that's terrific if you can bear it. But you have to be careful, especially the new guys coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta be, you know, because you can you can just kill yourself with that <laughs> and your bank account. Uh, it's not. I don't know. I mean, the do's the, <coughs> the are the do's. I right. mean, you, you know, right. every, uh, if you can't do the do's, then you shouldn't really be a member anyway. Correct. But, Correct. But the um, but the big thing is, um, it, it's just. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm looking. There was there was times when I'm looking at my calendar and I've got like six Masonic nights taken up, and it got. And I know everybody at this table did. Everybody at the room for a while. Josh, you were even a part of that for a while because you have to be when you're a Master of the Lodge. You should be if you're going to be a good one. You have right. to be involved in in stuff. But um, but anyway, that was my that was my theory. Is that you know, I don't think uh, I think we should like. Pete always says, whatever you're going to do, however many people show up, just have a good time and tell people about it. And then if you want to do it again, maybe people will remember that people had a, had a good time. And I think at dinner, Tim
2: brought up a good point. I think every one of us has felt at some time when we show up in a body that has very sketchy attendance. I'm looking at you, York, right? you know when yeah. there's nobody on the sidelines and everybody's getting roped into an officer chair where you start feeling like i have to go if i don't go this whole thing's going to collapse mhm mhm and then that adds an extra layer of pressure and dread on you yeah and uh you know i i mean just from your own mental health
3: you know what my thread killer saying is about that topic go ahead the cemetery is filled with indispensable people.
1: That's true. <laughs> very, very true.
3: Very true. Boom. Drop the mic. I'm out. Have a good night. And, and that's true in so many aspects
4: of
2: life. <laughs> and a few good Masonic funerals can probably turn around that attendance problem, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: and a lot of bodies. A lot that's more true. people start showing up. Yeah. Someone actually gave me a similar advice about work. Um, you know, you think that what you're doing is so important to the company and so important to everybody that you work with and so on. And, you know, they said to me, you know, literally 10 minutes after you're out the door, you're forgotten. You know, your work may linger on for a while or may last for a bit, but they won't remember you necessarily. And, um, you know, since I've retired, I've come to understand that even more so, um, as I hear from people that are still involved with it. And it's like, yeah, that, that was really a true statement.
2: When I was in business-to-business uh, business sales, we had a uh, a retired salesman come in who was, like, you know, top of his craft. And, you know, we, we all introduced ourselves, talked about what we did and things. And at the time, I was bartending um, 16 hours a week on the weekends. And he said to me, he goes do you think if you put 16 hours a week more into your sales job that you would make more money mm. than bartending? And uh, it was a real <laughs>
3: eye-opener. But my, my, Sand- my Sandler coach told us the same story. But my retort
2: yep. was, um, and this is for the guys, uh, honey, put your earmuffs on. I was single at the time. I'm like, I got a lot more women bartending (laughs) the 16 hours a week than I did uh, at work selling telephones in Baltimore. But uh, (laughs) yeah, but no, he's true. If I would have like focused on my main job more, you know, I could have maybe added 25 percent of my salary. So,
1: but I think it's something we all have to come to grips with, and we all do this. We all go through this at some point. We get in, you know, we immediately get there's some there's there's some guy on the sideline that's immediately wanting to get you into york right or immediately wanting to get you into scottish right or immediately wanting to get you into grotto or immediately wanting to get you into whatever and i think we forget that you know as a newly raised mason there's still more to learn there's still more to come to your understanding uh in that blue lodge experience absolutely for sure
3: uh And it's really hard to say, you know. Don't hand the new guy a petition, right? But if he's really, if he's really curious and he really wants to know what Scottish right is about or what York right is about, or because it should be York right, that he,
1: (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I love it, Jack. (laughs) That's great.
3: Um, That that you know, he certainly should have the opportunity, sure. But he should understand what he's doing. And and you can't describe it. It's like trying to describe color to a blind person, right? Mm-hmm. You, you just
2: we we also need to stop lying about the one day a month. Yeah, thing. I was just thinking oh, the same I think, thing.
1: I don't think anybody believes <coughs> that, do they? Is there? Anybody? well I, th- I think there's still a lot of people that say that though. The new guys coming in, you know, it's just one night a month yeah, until until you get interested. Night, yeah, until you get interested.
3: Larry, are you
2: alive? Are you uh want to chip in?
1: He's sleeping.
4: No, I'm I'm awake.
3: (laughs) Just listening to some dead, man.
4: I'm just relaxing.
1: That's all. He popped another gummy. (laughs) So what do you think about I,
4: I, You know, I I go along with what you guys are talking about. Uh, I actually, in the past two months, have demitted from two organizations that I'm not going, I'm not taking advantage, I'm not contributing. Right. I just feel it doesn't make any sense to continue in, in, in the membership. And one of them was the York Rite Body. And I love the degree. I go there. There's nobody on the sidelines. And all they are focused <clears> on <throat> is getting new members and putting them through the various degrees. And I, I just found it not even interesting to want to go. So I, I admitted, which I feel bad about, but I don't feel bad about at the same time and you know you 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 can't easily get overwhelmed i know 2020 and part of 2021 for me uh doing the merger committee and doing tall Cedars and a whole bunch of other things it was sort of overwhelming i know it and i i don't do near what you guys did so but then again you're not as old as i am either so
3: nobody's as old as you are (laughs) what else did you admit from (laughs) rotary
4: yes Sort of
2: true. fellows. Nambla? <laughs> I mean, what did you demit from? What's that? What was the other body you demitted from?
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, from Grotto. Oh,
2: oh Larry, Larry.
4: Yeah, yeah, I did. My my promise was that I would stay in as long as Jay Lazer was there and all the guys and all the buddies I knew went through and did monarch. You
2: know, our advertiser Scott Helm's gonna be monarch in a month.
4: He's not my friend. I don't like him anymore. Anyway.
3: <laughs> not a hundred bucks a month worth, anyway.
2: <laughs> we can assign his um, oh, advertising to cover your dues. Right.
3: We'll have to have a
2: vote amongst the membership though, right. amongst the listeners.
4: Yeah. I reject
3: I mean, worshipful. Scott
4: based. expects us to advertise for him. What's with that?
3: He gave us money, dude. Yeah. It's a business well, transaction. It was a commitment. It was a, con- it was a contract. <laughs> it was an offer and acceptance.
2: So, Josh, do you think we need a hard author- authoritarian rule that says we don't uh, – are you going to take the libertarian stance and say that – just say no?
0: What are we talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> about, uh,
0: yeah, you know, too say. much going on. Too much much going on. Uh, There, there is. There can very easily be too much going on, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's good to take a break.
3: (laughs) He said, from his position of breakness.
0: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Or you can
2: resume your your slump corner. I
0: I just have like a lot of of other things taking up my time right now. Sure. Uh, career, Career related. So
2: work and cats and
0: yeah,
1: Yeah. but I think that's important that, you know, we talk about um, all this is to enhance your life. Well, and it's all but it's (laughs) all part of our obligation. If you think about it is you were not to forsake our necessary vocations for Freemasonry. And if your job requiring you to do a whole lot more than what it was, then you got to figure out that balance. Hmm.
3: I will admit that I have at times forsook my my gainful employment for the sake of freemasonry yeah i mean i have you know we all have i think
1: yeah. um but uh, we could be like pete and it could our He's vocation got our, our vocation that could be our, becomes a vocation, becomes our vocation. yeah
3: i uh, uh, yeah it, it's um
2: i'm at the top of the ponzi scheme <laughs>
1: <laughs> I Start calling bernie
3: <laughs> as long as you still can polish the grail, it doesn't matter. That's
1: right.
2: They're only worried about my $300 Venmo transaction at the government. They don't care about the Ponzi schemes or right. insider trading by the government. Yeah. We're, we're, good. No. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Yeah, we're good. All yeah. right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some more Masonic Light podcast. More ranting and raping.
1: As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars and enjoy the history. Hiram and Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit Cigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hiram and Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast.
3: Uh, I guess I guess we're back. We got to figure are out. We what back? Are we are going to talk about. Not are yet. we back? We're, we're back. Not, we're not back yet. We're we t- back. We need a topic. We need a topic. We need a topic. Need a topic. <laughs> need a topic. What are we going to talk about?
0: Well, so what have we been talking <laughs> about? All night? We've been talking about. Should all we night. continue our not, rant? Not doing anything. Uh, about keeping your balance, right?
3: So okay. So uh, I'll, let me throw a little. A little. Uh, I'll put a little English on this one. Okay.
2: Welcome back, everybody. And here's Jack for some enlightenment
4: information. <laughs> I love it when he does that. Play
3: the theme music, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he does that. Uh, no, it's just um it occurred to me, um, you know, we're 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 saying that are are we saying that the few people that are doing stuff should do less? Or are we saying that other people should do more so that the people that are doing everything can
1: do less is that, is that I think what we're what, saying? I think what we're saying is – Are you it, a socialist?
3: Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a libertarian. There you so go. That's...
1: I think what we're saying is you have to measure that yourself. And only you know when you're getting overloaded. Only you know when it's too much. Okay. Because for somebody, they can do all this, and they don't ever stress about it. They don't right. worry about it. In some cases, it's their life. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you all of a sudden walked away from something, you'd be missing a significant – Part of right, your life, right, right. so I think you have to measure that yourself. It really does go back to the comment on the Facebook page about the twenty-four inch gauge. Um, we've got to find that balance, whatever that is for you.
3: Yes, and at, from an individual perspective, absolutely, hundred percent agree. But what I'm thinking more on an institutional perspective, perspective yeah. and, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm saying to myself, okay. There was a time when there were guys lined up 12 or 13 deep to be the of, to be officer in this lodge. In most lodges, right? There was a period of time when they went all the way back past the Tyler, and there were guys hoping to get elected Tyler so they could get in the line.
1: I think it goes What back, happened? I think it's time and place, and I think it's societal. I mean, that was back in the day when you had three TV channels. You okay. Know, so... Part yeah. of it, I agree, part yeah. of it.
2: And and your wife didn't work, and she was home with five little kids, and all you wanted to do was not be home.
3: Okay, also <laughs> part of it. What do you think?
0: So the thing I was going to ask was, did the decline in membership precede the instant attack on new
1: people to pull them into being in the line and work?
3: No, I think that's always been the case. Okay. I, I
1: suspect. All right, I don't I think know. the decline in membership is only about it's the rat going through the snake. Right. We had right. this huge increase at the end of World War II.
3: Right. But, but I think it it definitely affected the nature of the fraternity. Correct. I can hear Larry breathing. Larry, yes. what, what were you wanting to say?
4: No, I'm I'm thinking I might have to get up and pee. <laughs>
1: Don't take your phone to the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. I
4: don't, I, I don't
2: have the jug at this chair. Oh, Oops. gosh. Oh, I thought that was a gravy boat I borrowed.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, gosh. You're the best, man. Oh, you are the
1: best. Oh, gosh.
3: So anyway, um, so I think I think personally that um, that we need to do a better job of selling being an officer. Because we talk about... Everything that's horrible about being an officer. Well, it, But I'm here to tell you, there's guys that have come through the line in this lodge that are wholly different men than they were when they joined this lodge. And, and that's because they went through that line. And no,
2: there is definitely something about progressing, learning different jobs, being in positions that you're uncomfortable doing, and then learning it and mastering it. Than going to the next job. Mastering it. Not knowing it.
3: (laughs) Interesting (laughs) choice of words. Learning it,
2: mastering it. It's something like, you know, once you get out of college or high school, I mean, unless you're on certain career paths, Mm -hmm. you don't have like these set goals. Mm -hmm. And you kind of like just fall, you just fall into a rut. But if you, at least I know in in the invite-only bodies, it's impressed on a new member that, or when we invite a new member into an invite only body that you are going to be the master of this organization
3: at some point, at some point, Mm -hmm.
2: we don't impress that on new candidates. We say, Oh, it's only one night a month. We don't talk to them about part of your growth. When you come in is to be an active member of this lodge
1: and do something
2: and either serve as an officer or serve as a steward, Mm -hmm. serve in some capacity. I guess Maybe some good some lodges
3: maybe do it. We don't. I think some do. We do here more. We don't really just flat say you're going to someday be head of the lodge um, because only one out of ten might be. But you know who that guy's going to be pretty early in the in, in in the process, right? I mean, you you can identify a guy who's who's really got. Potential. His light is on, mm-hmm. and he's seeing something here that he can be a part of. And
2: and, and Josh might agree with me because we're both masters of the same lodge. You know when they at, like I showed up at a lodge meeting, and they're like, "Oh, Pete, you've come two or three months in a row. Would you like to be an officer?" Okay, and like you know, stand here, hold this stick, you know. And then, oh no, we need you to sit at uh, junior warden, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then like. <coughs> no real training to be an officer to run the lodge. I mean, I ran a team of 25 people at at work, so I had some some management experience, but...
3: Well, a Master didn't run a lot of the lodges. They had 25-year secretaries that ran the lodges. We had, we had a meetings. very
2: um, passive secretary that would ask me about everything.
3: Yeah. Um, that was transitional, though, right?
2: No, no, no. That was Harry Waller, a gentleman who's been there for years.
3: He wasn't, okay. He
2: did not run the lodge. He made sure
3: somebody and i'm
2: always like well how'd you do it last year harry i'm like i don't know um but by the time i figured it out and i got done being master in oh five i was really burned out and i pretty much took five years i paid my dues Mm -hmm. But I pretty much took five-year hiatus from Freemasonry from 2005 to 2010
3: Mm -hmm. because
1: I just felt completely fried.
3: Yeah, and you were in a meat grinder kind of a lodge, sort of.
1: Yeah, Well, and I think – but I actually think the thing you just described is masters, by the time they get to the end of their year, part of them says, oh, man, now that i figured this out, I wish I could continue to do this a little longer. Mm -hmm. But once they step back a little bit, they realize – wow, I was really, really, really involved in this. Mm -hmm. And I needed a little bit of airtime here. Um, One of
2: the older past masters told me when I got done, so nobody was throwing petitions at me for appendant bodies before. He's like, you know, when you get done being past master of the lodge, now's your time to go out and explore the shrine, the Scottish Rite, and all these other things. So his mindset from his era was,
3: do this first get this far go through jump the chairs
2: yeah. and now's your time to go out and go into the masonic playground mm-hmm. and enjoy yourself but now we're selling people on you get your third degree go out in the litter box and scatter some dust
0: or entered raised past 32nd
3: shrine right, right. Same one day, one day, <laughs> lunch, <laughs> one day lunch, lunch. I did lunch. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's I like lunch. that lunch. degree. That, could, that, that was my favorite. That could favorite be another degree. whole topic. Uh, the one day class. But thing,
3: I, I but. again, I, and I've said this on sh- the show before. I don't think we do a good enough job selling the personal growth that comes from going through the chairs. I think there's there's a remarkable transmit trans transmission or trans. I know. Or I,
2: I know when I started. Being in the upper chair, well, I mean, the whole time for me was the upper chairs, um, and going to school of instruction, mm-hmm. and meeting with my peers, at the time there was 10 lodges in our district, mm-hmm. so meeting with the, my peers around the county, um, and then as I started getting into, later, some of these appendant bodies which cross county lines,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I started meeting great guys from... York County and Dolphin County and all these other surrounding counties who have all been through the same things I have mm-hmm. so yeah and, and then like with grotto being the president of the grotto Association statewide and being friends with the national officers nationwide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's it's weird how that growth I don't know definitely changed me for the better I think yeah. but
3: um, that's a that's a different – maybe a different kind – well, no, it's the same kind of growth really because you're just – you're expanding your, your network of people and, and learning meeting people from different But I hear people that like are stuff, members
2: but, and they are just like, well, I'm not – you know, like the old stupid line you get out of it, what you put into it. And they're like, well, I'm not getting anything out of this. Right. But like, well, are you showing up and volunteering? Mm-hmm. Are you showing up and doing this? Um, if you want to be invited to one of these other things – that you might be more interested in you kind of got to like show up and pay your dues mm-hmm. your physical dues mm-hmm. at volunteering and you know maybe showing up to something you don't really want to go but showing the work ethic mm-hmm. and then you'll be invited to the one that's in
3: more in your strikes yeah i was i was a fully probably 12 years 13 years in before i broke the tape and got into stuff that was really satisfying for me masonically the the blue lodge stuff i did and i was committed to it and i i think i did it pretty well the legacy is pretty solid but um but it wasn't until i got through that Mm -hmm. that i could penetrate more into you know the stuff that i was interested in which was like the deep study of certain things and
1: i think you hit on something earlier too that We don't do a good job with our new people coming in explaining that membership is more than just paying your dues every year and coming to a meeting. That you need to find something in the lodge. You need to find something. How are you going to be a part of this? What are you interested in? What are your ideas? And I realize we've all experienced the, well, we've not done it that way before or whatever, Mm -hmm. but find your place. Find your place in the lodge. Mm -hmm. Larry. Larry's wheezy. We should be
4: doing that in the interviewing process. Yes. Initiated. Yeah, us. you're
3: right. It should happen even We're before you. E- job
4: doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. We yeah. have expectations. You have expectations. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Yeah. Besides, like, hey, did you notice how long my ears are? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. It's got, it looks like Spock ears.
1: Wow, skin. far out, Larry. Oh gosh! Oh, Thank God our go listeners can't see. Listen
2: you. to the B side. Your ears never stop growing, Larry. <laughs> oh No. Should see. You, we should exhume you. And then <laughs> you know, I, feel
4: like, I feel like a mastodon. My ears keep growing long.
3: A mastodon. Out of a mastodon. Air
4: is growing out of my nose like tusks. <laughs> I just noticed that with the gummies. Uh, <laughs> oh, Did
1: you take another gummy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that cornbread, man. You got to watch that cornbread. Cornbread, hat, yeah, man. Ooh, Ooh.
4: Cornbread. Ooh. I'm sorry. I didn't oh. mean to do that, but I'm looking <laughs> up my ears. I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Just makes me think of the Ren and Stimpy cartoon where they, like, zoom in on oh, Ren yeah. or Stimpy's nose hairs.
1: Yeah, or like a boil. Uh, uh Well, I think we're about ready to take a break. And while we're away, we're going to hear from uh, Dutchy Doug and uh, Walter. But uh, we just want to say one thing. Um, I I know I get a lot of comments from folks talking about how much they enjoy our little bits, especially from Dutchy Doug. Uh, The Walters are always great. But uh, Doug Maddenford does a super job on this. Yeah,
2: Dutchy's he's – Doug's our – Somehow we locked him into this long-term contract. But
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're grateful for it. Yeah, if he because ever when he's renegotiates. Not on, yeah. when he's not on an episode... Because when get... he
2: gets free agent status, he's gone. Yeah. Man. Uh,
1: man, oh man. He
2: is really much better than us. <laughs>
1: he really is. Uh, Which, by the way, if you... Uh, he'll, I think he says this is in, in his ad, but you should look for his uh, regular podcast. Doug's at, Front Porch. Doug's Front Porch, yeah.
3: And, and his,
0: uh, I think his YouTube channel is Doug Maidenford. Okay.
3: Yeah. And, uh, so Pennsylvania Dutch 101. So yeah.
4: I'm going to try. And, and get I'll tell you, guys, he's a very talented musician.
3: Oh, yeah. 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 Banjo, right? Really the broken Ukulele.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Internationally, too, as well.
2: Um, so I'm going to try and get a hold of uh, all of our past clips of Dutchy Doug. And we'll start uh, adding some uh, editing on the YouTube and then sharing them on our Facebook page. <coughs> but uh, just like anything else that comes in this time of year, I'll get to that shit in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm a, uh, now if you
3: really, really like it, become a Patreon contributor. And then right. No, no. More if
2: I, I have time at work, and it's easy to upload things to uh, YouTube. So we'll start rolling those out soon for you. And let's go, go to break and hear from Doug and uh, Walter. Walter.
5: Right. <laughs> Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is back with an update from my lodge, the Brogan Pla, number 377. Well, nah, it's November, and it's time to start thinking about our tables being loaded full of turkey, gravy, potato filling, dried corn, bread, butter, cranberries, and delicious spiked pumpkin pie. Well, at least that's how us Pennsylvania Dutch do Thanksgiving around our parts. I have a story to share with all of you, my brethren, Last week, two city slickers from Philadelphia came up to our little valley to purchase two pigs from one of our brethren, brother Solly Siflage. Solly raises the best pigs in our valley and was well known for his delicious sausage, hams, and summer bologna. His bacon ain't too bad either. These two Heewahabas had decided to cut out the middleman and buy pigs directly from Solly and drive them back to the city. And I guess butcher them themselves. I have no idea what the heck they were thinking. When they arrived at Sully's farm, they had cash. And lots of it. So who was Sully to argue? They paid top dollar for two of his hogs and loaded them up in the back of their decked-out pickup truck. You know, the kind that never gets dirty. And down the road they went back to Philadelphia. While driving, the one guy asked the other one, "'Hey, whose pig is whose?' "'Hey, that's a good question,' the other guy said. "'Quick, pull over. I have an idea.'" They pulled over, and the one guy jumped out of the truck and took out his pocket knife and nicked just the tip of the one pig's ear off. He jumped back in the truck and said, "'I'll take the one with the nicked ear.'" And down the road they drove. No two minutes had passed when the two pigs in the truck bed started to fight. "'Your pigs do that, you know.'" And wouldn't you believe it, the pig with the nicked ear bit the tip off of the other pig's ear. Now what are we going to do, the one guy said. I quick pull over, I have another idea. And they did, and he jumped out and took out his pocket knife and nicked the tip of the tail off of the one pig and jumped back in. I'll take the one with the nick tail, you take the other one, he said. And down the road they went again. No, two minutes later, the pigs started fighting again. And wouldn't you believe it, the pig with the nick tail bit the tip of the tail off of the other one. Now what are we going to do, the one guy said. Well, let's keep driving, the other guy said. I'll think of something. After about 15 minutes down the road, the guy turned and said, I got it. You take the black one, and I'll take the white one. Now, you might laugh about that story, and yes, it is funny. It goes to show you how dumb some city people can be. But it can also teach us masons a lesson. Always look at the big picture. Don't get lost in the details. All too often, we as brethren and lodges get lost in the weeds instead of just stepping back and looking at the whole picture that is before us. How many times has your lodge argued about an issue that for some brethren has an easy answer to see? The next time your members are arguing over an issue, think of the white and black pigs. Heck, tell your brethren the whole joke, and maybe they will step back and see the forest for the trees. Now, before I go, allow me to wish all of you, my brethren, a blessed Thanksgiving in my dear Pennsylvania Dutch language. Ich wünsche all my Brieder ein gesegnetes und halliges Danksfest. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel, just search for Doug it.
3: In Masonic news today, the Grand Lodge of Western Pennsylvania has announced that in order to encourage a wider cross-section of the membership to attend meetings and at Lodge special events, a new degree will be added to the historic three-degree system. The new Master Brewer degree will be phased in over the next 12 days and will become a prerequisite for taking the Oriental Chair. Grandmaster Howie Doodad informed the Brethren that since Pennsylvania passed the requirement that there had to be at least three craft microbreweries in every town, this was the perfect opportunity to broaden the appeal of the fraternity by reaching out to the hipsters and millennials. Hodges are also encouraged to hold Alcoholics Anonymous meetings in their social halls, because wouldn't that just make sense? That's the Masonic News. So good
1: world.
2: At the craft beer unit, the smoked meat unit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the cigar unit.
3: There's, there's a lot of cigar units out there. Yeah. I, you
2: know, it's weird for me because I got married at 45. So when I was in my 20s and 30s, I had one thing on my mind.
3: Mm-hmm. Really? Politics. And
2: I guess yeah. these guys that get married at 22... Or they get out of you know they they, they they get out of boot camp and they buy a Camaro at thirty eight percent interest <laughs> and then marry a stripper, um, you know I guess they're locked down, so they have to get a hobby like smoking meat and drinking beers. It's everywhere, it, it, in efforted. There's there's like 15... but like I was so busy just trying to date. Yeah. I don't know. Dating well, was dating was my personality that's not,
3: hobby. That's not the people that are that are putting up micro brews, though. Come to find out, it's really the forty somethings yeah. that that are just they want to turn this hobby that they have into a thing. And uh, some some them make it. There's I mean that's that's how uh, uh, St. Boniface happened and we got Po boys in here in town. Oh, it'll now.
2: it'll change because we had like I remember when the only barbers around were these old guys. Mm-hmm. And then there was like you couldn't swing a dead cat over your head without hitting a barber shop on every every street corner. Now right. the ones that are good at it and making it are existing. same as tattoo shops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was a time when there was only like three tattoo shops in Lancaster. and my buddy Steve, who does my work, he's 50 and he's the oldest tattoo artist in Lancaster unless somebody <laughs> like you know cause, sailor Jerry because guys in. you know they, they apprentice for like a month and they go open their own tattoo shop. And when I'm sitting in his ta- my buddy's tattoo shop, somebody will come in and they want to get a cover-up, and he'll just look at it and goes, you got that done at like uh, Ding Dong and et cetera, didn't you? he goes, yeah, because I recognize everybody's crappy work in this town. Nice. Oh, well. So, uh, Jack, what do you have coming up here Masonically?
3: Oh, well, I had a couple <coughs> of things. Um, can't remember what the heck they were. Uh, we've got... Um, Scott Helms uh, installation at, For Uber Grotto on the 11th um, That's an open installation If anyone would like to come It's $25 for dinner uh, Dress is you know decent Nice you're taking the take the old lady Out for a, a dinner uh, At John Wright's restaurant um, What else Do I have going on um, We have stated Meeting we have extra meeting Like I said earlier Um Something else I'll remember when Tim starts talking. I'll jump in and bother him.
0: Josh, anything going on? Uh, I think we got stated meeting coming up, uh, day after this comes out. Other than that, so oh, I see. I remember what it was.
3: See, there it is. go ahead, finish. No, that's. Uh, I think that's it. You have a breakfast? No, District Five. Uh, our our buddy uh, Eric Downs. Uh, has a bus to go down to um, Arlington for a wreath laying ceremony at Arlington Cemetery, and uh, George March will be with us. So we'll get a little tour uh, of the uh, uh, tomb of the unknown, a close history. up, back up, underground, maybe thing. You know, just sort of the backstory on the, the tomb from a guy who stood there and walked up and down. Uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, uh, brother George
2: cool. was a tomb guard um during the kennedy administration
3: right we had him on the show yeah, yeah. There, um. i looked up all
0: the i remember he mentioned uh the pictures there's pictures of him mm-hmm. like oh uh, really yeah yeah and i looked all that stuff up Did and you? i found him yeah. Cool. yeah it's really cool
2: cool tim what do you have going on
1: well actually this next week uh, after this comes out we'll be very busy on monday the 5th um Eureka West Shore Lodge, number 302, will be having its December meeting, which is past Master Night. It's also our election and installation of officers. Uh, we will be installing Brother Denny Beaver as Worshipful Master. It, uh, he's my hero. He's 80... I think he's 81. And wow. he's going to be Master next year. That's exciting. Is this so, his first through? It is. Yes. Wow. Yes. Good for him. Yeah, and he's literally gone through, I think, all of the chairs. He might have skipped one, but... Uh, He's traveled that path, so I'm really excited for his year coming up. Um, On Tuesday the 6th, um, the uh, aforementioned uh, George right Worshipful Past Grand Master's memorial service, will be at the Masonic Village in the Cell Chapel at 9 o'clock if anybody's uh, in the area. Did you
3: want to bring his challenge coin with you? I may take
1: the challenge coin with me. Probably should. Yeah. Uh, And then we're doing a post-mortem on the uh, reunion that evening. Uh, The Grand Lodge, Pennsylvania's uh, Uh, quarterly communication. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to know. The Grand Lodge communication is on December the 7th. Uh, It's an evening meeting. It's the first time I've ever known them to hold an evening communication. And um, so I will be there. And then on Friday the ninth, the Valley of Harrisburg will be having its December stated meeting.
2: Larry, do you have anything coming up?
4: Well, I, I would have to be able to go to the uh, Millersville Lodge meeting this coming Tuesday uh, uh, because that uh, J.P. Myers being uh, moving to the east, and he was a past master. And uh, I think he's a great guy. He's been a guest on our show, I think, a couple times. And uh, I'd like to go and support him, but I doubt that I'll be able to do that. Uh, and uh, so I will send JP my regards. Um,
2: so- send him a, a, a Harry and David fruit basket.
4: What's that? Road, want <laughs> <you>? <laughs>
2: I mean, send him something from
1: Intermezzo uh, by Stephanie. There you God. go. So one thing yeah. I forgot to mention, and I do want to mention this one because our good friend, R. Scott Hoover, uh, who is our regular contributor, uh, he always drops us uh, five bucks toward the uh, podcast. He's going to talk about his uh, grandson. His grandson is receiving his second degree on the 13th.
2: And but, I committed to going. So and going to I did, be too.
1: Going. I'm going as well. So I wanted to give a shout out to our... Good brother, brother R. It's our stadium.
4: I, I yeah. want to go to that as well. I don't know whether I will, but I, I, it's in my plan to do that. I'm hoping with the therapy and everything they're doing for me, I'll be at least able to sit.
1: I've got a rear seat cigarette lighter that we can plug you in, if and Larry, we can wheel you in like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> don't shortcut that therapy, Larry. <laughs> Just
2: don't do it. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a handful of Masonic breakfast coming up. So I'm pretty sure I know why Santa's so fat and insulin dependent. <laughs> um, just yeah, that's about it. That and I'm gonna I will be going to uh, um, Brother Keenan, um, second degree. Yep. Um, the whole Hoover family are big supporters of Freemasonry in general. Um, I recently was a guest on a podcast. Um, or a video podcast talking about the Santa stumble, uh, f- former guest, John, Hoover green, um, the mother, um, she was on there supporting me on this, you know, podcast chop, you know, t- chirping in. So, uh, yeah, now I feel really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go and, and show my support for the Hoover family has been a, they just done a lot for the, for our my, my lodge and Freemasonry. In and general. for this
1: podcast, they're big supporters. All These good people, su- yeah, all good people. Yeah,
2: questionable painters, but good, good people. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: understand he's a pretty good painter. Making
3: Peach Bottom look beautiful.
1: Yes, yes, one house at a time. Mm.
3: All righty, Larry. Do you
2: have anything for uh, chickens? Yeah. All right, right.
1: Oh. Let, uh, Josh. Let those chickens out. <coughs>
4: A special thanks to Ephrata Lodge, 665, for allowing us to continue to meet and host our show in beautiful downtown efforta Special thanks to Josh, La- Josh Lamberton, uh, our producer and director, Him? and to uh, uh, to, uh, we have other guys that are... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tim Dedman, our marketing director, Jack Harley, our... Uh,
1: news director.
4: Uh, Jack's a news director, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah, far, uh, far uh, out, a special man. Thanks, a special thanks to our, our, our host extraordinaire, Pete McGeer. Finally, after four, five years. Yeah, after all these years, exactly. And to our uh, Masonic Light contributors, Doug Manford, Michelle Snyder. And that poor guy from Pittsburgh—I can never remember his name.
0: Adam Shepherd. Austin. 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 Austin there you go. Adam Austin, Schifrin.
4: Schifrin. Uh, Schifrin.
0: Austin. Schifrin. Austin Yeah, Austin.
4: And, and, and I and I, I have no stories to tell tonight. I mean, I think I've done enough. I've enough had on the show. That poor Josh is going to have to try to correct. Me. I'm sorry about the ear thing and the feet thing. All right? That's all
1: right. That's
2: so why gonna, we love you, Larry. Why
1: we love you, man. Larry, we wish you the best of luck.
2: Larry, we wish you the best of
4: luck. Thanks for listening. Be
1: careful with those gummies, man.
2: And as a side note, we are accepting applications for a co-host,
3: um. part-time fill-in, like Johnny Carson. Yeah.
1: All right. You
2: could be We need a David Brenner to come in when uh, when, when Johnny's not here. So.
1: Right. David Brenner, how old are you? Good. Oh my god. <laughs> David Brenner's a Philly guy, so I know him. Ah, okay. <laughs> Alright, All right, so goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good
4: night, Good night everybody.
1: Bye.